0: If you like to take notes in church, this would be a good time to break out a pen, paper. If you don't, just uh, make a commitment next week, you will. Uh, internally, if you don't, I judge you sometimes. Um, Title of my message is, uh, I've got two titles. You can choose whichever one you like the most. I couldn't decide on it, so I'm just going to give you both. Uh, stretching to hear. is kind of what I want to talk to you about this morning. Stretching to hear we're in a series called stretch marks but stretching to hear the other title I came up with is a little longer uh it's I can't hear you dot 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 then why don't you turn the noise down I can't hear you dot 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 then why don't you turn the noise down you're going to say that last bit with attitude then why don't you turn the noise down um how many of you I like interactive church come on nine o'clock I was about to say 9 45 service But it's 9.35, we've already done half of it. Okay, so 9.40, is a nine o'clock service. It's early, I need help from you. Understand that you are my coffee. I preach better when you respond better. I will preach better and shorter. I won't promise the shorter bit. But I will preach better if you respond better. I want to tell you, uh, quiet church... Is for funerals, right? But we are church alive. Therefore, we think in church, but we say amen. There's always time for a little Joel Osteen impersonation, isn't there? How many of you, though, would consider, hands up, if you would consider yourself a patient person? You're fairly uh, patient. Okay, some of you. How many of you would more consider yourself an impatient person? You are impatient. You're proud of being impatient. Uh, It's just the way it is. You are impatient. About a 50-50 spread. Uh, The patient people, let me talk to you for a second. I generally consider myself a patient person. However, (laughs) however, I've realized I'm not as patient as I thought I was. I was at the coffee shop the other day. Uh Carney, New Jersey has a great coffee shop if you've never been there, Eros Cafe. Uh Actually, you're right, Arco's, Eros Burnt Down, that's in East Rutherford. You're right, Arco's Cafe, Uh, fresh bread, the coffee there. Um, I've recently been trying to uh, eat more protein, less carbohydrates and so forth. But when I go into Arco's, I'm just like, give me more, give me more people. But anyway, I'm about to, I don't know why they do this. They have a very inefficient system in in their thing. They have not learned from McDonald's like at all. Um, they take your order, then they go make it, and maybe you pay. But you pay maybe later. It's kind of like, do I pay now? You're going to take my make. I go sit down, and there's lots. So sometimes I literally order food, come back later, got to wait in the line the second time, and then pay. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, there was this Portuguese lady, I think everyone in there is Portuguese except me, and um, they don't even try to hide it. You know, if you should hide it, like have an American newspaper as well? They're like, no, we don't do that. Okay, I'll take on your language. Anyway, uh, I uh, order food in English. They look at me like, why are you speaking English? Especially with that accent. So anyway, this lady's behind me, and you could tell she was impatient. She was upset that there was a line. She's behind me. You know, someone's like doing this, like looking over your shoulder, and she's irritated. She's just, and I'm kind of looking over at her, I'm like, man, this lady needs to settle down, and so forth. And then part of me, the compassionate side of me, wanted to just let her in. And then the other side of me was like, oh, I'm going to teach her a lesson. (laughs) uh, Because... Because she was trying to edge in. She really was. She was trying to, and I'm like, is she really doing this? Are you trying to get in here? And then I elbowed her in the head. <laughs> if it's your first time guest today, I'm just joking, okay? Okay. You lie. You're about to call the police. Uh, Okay. You beat women. No, I don't. My wife just wanted me to clarify. I don't beat women. Um, Except if they steal my coffee. Okay. Um, So anyway, she's like edging in and so dropping a few, you know, four-letter words and so forth. I'm just like settle down, lady. But what I realize is that I am uh, impatient with impatient people. You see, see, I thought I was patient, but I realized I get very impatient at people's impatience. And so then I'm like, hold on, that just means I'm impatient. Like generally, generally speaking, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here at all. My wife is not the most patient person. She's going to let you know. She's hey it. She's got it done. It must happen now. Why aren't you walking faster? I get very impatient at some people's impatience. But then I just realized I'm impatient. So those of you that raise your hand to say, I'm patient, are you? (laughs) Can I just say that this morning? Are you really? (sighs) We've been doing a series called Stretch Marks. And it's really about this, carrying God's purpose. There must be some stretch in your life. To carry the purpose of God in your life, there must be some stretch. There will be times of uncomfortability. There will be morning sickness. There will be waiting. you got to be patient along as you, God speaks to your heart and says, this is what I want you to accomplish. And many times the assignment that God gives you, He speaks to you and you don't do that assignment until 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Some of the things that I saw in prayer as a 19 and 20 year old, I'm starting to see now. 20 years later, I thought I was ready at 20. The Lord's like, no, you're not. And see, sometimes you're waiting for God, but he's actually waiting for you. You're like, I'm impatient with you. And he's like, hey, why don't you get ready for the thing I have for you? Why don't you get ready for the thing I have for you? And we talked about two weeks ago on Mother's Day, really some of the attributes of mothers that we love, that we honour, that we like, man, we love our moms and so forth. And we understood and, and even discovered that actually the attributes that your mother had were actually attributes of the very nature and character of God, but in particular, many times, the person and presence of the Holy Spirit. And my wife began to preach last week a great, great message about stretching for people really understanding that man we stretch for people we stretch for people that we love and if you're going to carry the purpose of God for your life God's going to actually call you to stretch for some people you thought Christianity was all about your comfort it's not you thought it's like oh Lord bless me please you thought the Lord was the Santa Claus up in the sky he's not he's God Almighty And you are actually to get on his agenda, not the other way around. Are you with me? I don't know if you're this type of person, but sometimes I think we read the Bible and we look at the Bible. And we look at the people of the Bible, the heroes of the Bible, and many of them in Hebrews 11. But we look at them and we think, well, that's the heroes of the Bible. And we disconnect their experience from our experience and we say, well, they were that person, but I'm just going to have my measure of faith over here. Or I think sometimes people come to church, maybe see the preacher, maybe know someone who's a praying person. You're like, man, they're spiritual, aren't they? Oh, yes, yes, they'll hear from God. I'll just have secondhand knowledge. Yes, I'll let Pastor Anthony seek the Lord for me. And each time I come to church, I'll expect him to say something that'll just hit me right where it is. And you'll actually find that God will do that to you for a while. But then it'll dry up that source because you're depending on the preacher instead of the Lord. And sometimes you actually depend on Sunday, but God wants to mature you away from Sunday. But I want to ask you the question what are you doing Monday? right it's good to come to the house of God and I promise every time you come to the house of God and you have faith to lean in and you have an expectancy there will be a word for you there'll be fresh bread for you there'll be something that you can grab there'll be a truth that you did not know or there'll be a truth that you have not yet applied yet there'll be something for you however you must mature past that mustn't you James chapter 5 verse 17 or verse 16 says this, James 5 16. The prayer, someone say the prayer, the prayer. of a righteous person righteous, righteous. is powerful, powerful and effective. Yes. Not the prayer of someone in the Bible or someone you know is very spiritual. Very simply the prayer of a righteous person. You might be thinking about your sin right now, but if you're under the grace of God, you're under His righteousness. Right. And therefore, because you are under his righteousness, therefore, because positionally God has changed you, if you've accepted the person of Christ, now you are declared righteous. Every time in Scripture, in the start of Scriptures, Paul would say, to the saints. And if you read the book of Corinth, like Corinth had some severe issues. They were having all kinds of stuff that you're like, okay, that's the unhealthiest church I've ever heard of. And Paul says to them, you're saints. So I need to look at myself as righteous. I need to look at myself as a saint. I need to look at myself as a man of God. And, and I want to say, you need to look at yourself as a man of God. You may not be where you want, want to be yet, but positionally, God has literally changed you. So you need to start to see yourself the way He sees you. How many of you are forgiven in here? You, Jesus has forgiven you. See. Come on, can you put up your hand? That means fully forgiven. That means if you're forgiven, it literally means you are righteous. Right. Yeah. Unforgiven people are unrighteous. Forgiven people are right. righteous. 2 right. Corinthians 5.21, one of my favorite scriptures when it comes to building your confidence, when it comes to praying in front of, the, in front of God. For our sake, He made Christ to be sin who knew no sin. So that in and through him, we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Amplified Bible literally tells us that we present all that Jesus is to the Father. Hear that again. The Amplified Bible literally tells us we present all that Jesus is to the Father. So when you're praying, you're presenting Jesus to the Father. Slap uh, your neighbor next to you and say, man, you're more holy than you thought. Go on to verse 16, James five, seventeen, it says this, Elijah was a human being even as we are. Can we say those four words together? Even as we are. As we are. Come on, one more time. Even, even as, as we, are. we are. Elijah was a human being even as we are. Prayed earnestly, it wouldn't rain. It didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. But the Bible does not point him out as a superhero. It reminds you and me that he is a human being just as we are. In other words, he wakes up and he's got bad breath. He's got weird hair when he wakes up. He's got puffy eyes. He has good days. He has bad days. The Bible says he is not a superhero so you cannot be like him. It says he is human being just as you are. Therefore, you can see God move in your life, just as He did. Now, it may not be the same assignment. I doubt most of you are going to call fire from heaven. But just because the assignment's different doesn't mean the assignment's not important. Just because the assignment is quite different and it may not seem as spectacular doesn't mean the assignment that you have from God is not important. And when we pick up the story in 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah's having a bad day. He's had incredible victories. This guy has seen literally a revival. Israel is worshiping Baal. They have the, 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 the showdown at the OK Corral, and they kill 850 dudes. I mean, it's a massacre of people that worship Baal and this other god. And now all of a sudden, the, the nation of Israel says, we're coming back, God. And then Jezebel comes in. It's amazing what one woman can do. And, and uh, she whispers in his ear, I'm going to kill you. And he's tired, and he goes off. All of a sudden, he prays the prayer of just a tired Christian. God, take me to heaven. I'm sick of being here. And he is depressed. Kind of feels alone. He's negative. He's got a bad perspective. And he needs to hear God's voice. See, how you get into God's assignment is how you complete God's assignment, is how you stay in God's assignment, is how you complete God's assignment for your life. You need to hear the voice of God. You need to hear the nudge of the Spirit. You need to hear the nudge of God. You and I need to hear the voice of God. Someone say, I need it. He's in the right place, but for the wrong reason. He's in church. He's at Mount Horeb. It is literally the mountain of God. And God's like, Why are you here? He's like, I'm in church, God. He's like, You're here because you're scared. You're here because you're afraid. And what's so interesting is all he does is complain. He's like, God, they're going to kill me. And he's being a baby. Have you ever been a baby? Don't look at your marriage partner. And then, the Bible says God whispers to him. Just whispers. Supernatural experience. Get my presence. Supernatural experience. But now he says, now he just whispers. Just whispers to him. Most of the time I found that you don't hear God in a shout. He just whispers. And what's interesting about Elisha is he has done incredible things for God. But if he had allowed this experience to become the theme of his life, we would know Elijah as a bit of a failure. Because he would have maybe ended his life. He would have just gone a while. He's like, God, no one's here. And then he's quiet enough to hear the whisper of God. And I love that in the whisper of God comes new strategy. I love in the whisper of God, it comes new perspective. He's like, everyone's left you. He's like, 7,000 people haven't bowed the knee yet. Have you ever felt like you're the only one serving Jesus? Like I'm the only one on my job site. So Jesus, there's only four people on your job site. It's okay. <laughs> he gets a new perspective. God encourages him. The people of God have turned back. And he thinks what he's done is waste his time. Have you ever served Jesus and felt like afterwards you're tired? He's like, am I even wasting my time? This is where Elijah is. And he needs to hear the whisper of God. He needs God to just, Tito, you're doing better than you think you are. But you don't hear that in the shout. And you don't hear that when you distract it. And you don't hear that when you make no time for God. And you don't hear that See, there's some things Elijah, he had to hear. He had to hear who's next king. He had to hear who's the next uh, prophet. He had to hear about what really was going on. Can I tell you something? You need to hear God. Yep. Yeah. I need to hear God. You're like, Pastor, you need to hear God because you're leading the church. Now you need to hear God because you're leading you. Yeah. That's good. If I lead me well, the church will kind of take care of itself. And he has had incredible victories. And he's not going to get another victory until he hears God again. Someone say it's in the whisper. Can I tell you that, um, you know, Christianity at its very essence, uh, many of us would define it as a relationship with Jesus, right? Would that be right? Would you kind of consider it, man? It's actually a relationship with the Father. It's a relationship with Jesus. Um, What's a relationship? Like it's two ways, isn't it? Like you talk and they talk. That's why you, your Facebook friends aren't really your friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, I've been seeing you. Have you had any face-to-face contact with anyone recently? Like, no, I've got 900 friends though on Facebook. Do you talk to them? No. We see each other's lives from afar. I'm stalking the girlfriend that I want. You know, whatever. <laughs> Silently. Not liking any of her pictures because I don't want her to know. <laughs> not liking any of his pictures. I wouldn't like him to know that I actually like him. <sighs> Real. I'm talking about not, you, you know, your phone. Not like, not like your text to friends. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people look like that. Do you know the average New Yorker looks at their phone 150 times per day? (laughs) Someone's like, that's it? Oh, I'm double as good as the average person. I'm amazing. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 4 says... The apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, and the evangelists, this is the fivefold ministry gifts, are to equip the saints for the works of ministry. One of my most important things that I can do is teach you how to hear God for yourself. You see, many times people look at a pastor, the title pastor, they think, Pastor, it's kind of there to care, and it is. It's there to be at a funeral or a hospital or something like that. I have three primary roles in this church to pray, to be in the word, and to raise leaders. That's it. I do lots of other things, but those three are my primary things. But the reality is, you will not fulfill, Rom, you will not fulfill the, the assignment God has uniquely unless you learn to hear the voice of God for yourself. That is relationship, right? And so many Christians, uh, they have no prayer life. Here's why. Yeah, hey God, how are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, great. Uh, I love you to bless my uh, uh, business, marriage, uh, health, uh, my friend Susie. And uh, okay, see ya. No, 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 don't have time to chat, God. Okay, bye-bye now. Next week. Hey God, what's up, dude? Yeah, good, good. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, those prayer requests I asked last week. You haven't got on them. Okay, just letting you know, you have not answered your uh, things. Do you have a prayer request? Is that a relationship? What if I showed up to my wife every day and just say, hey babe, where's the chicken? Where's the broccoli? Salad? Uh, a little more salt, babe. <laughs> Next time, don't forget the vinegar. Do we have a relationship No, we have a one-way, weird, dysfunctional relationship. Can I say this to you? And I just want to give you confidence in this. I want to give you two points. Two quick points today is this. You can hear God's voice. Let's read John 10 verse 3. John 10 verse 3, guys. If you can throw that on the screen. It says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep. Listen, someone say, listen. You can pray for half an hour or an hour or seven hours. Probably the biggest question is, did you listen? Hey, I was praying for 19 hours straight. Did you hear anything? No. I blabbed my mouth off. And says the sheep listen to his voice. So therefore, my relationship with God must have a listening factor to it. Let me give you some confidence today. Number one is this. It is innate in you to be able to hear the voice of God. Why? Because you are a sheep and the sheep can listen to the shepherd. Are you with me? Yeah. Someone say, if I'm a sheep, I'm a sheep. I, can I can hear the shepherd. Here's what innate means. I wasn't going to give you a definition and then someone told me like, what does innate mean? And they're on the PowerPoint team. So in, inherent in the essential character of someone. In other words, it is the DNA. It is in your DNA that you can hear the voice of God. Because I think one of the biggest lies of the enemy is telling people all the time, I, I never hear God. Well, you may never hear God. But if you are a sheep, you have the innate ability to hear God. Why? Because you are a sheep. But you may be just going, ba. but you have to shut up to hear him speak. You have to get away sometimes from other bars. See, sometimes your friends are just looking at you going, ba you're like, I can't hear anything. Move away from some annoying sheep. Hearing the voice of God is not for the super Christian. Acts 2 tells us, in the last days I'll pour out my Spirit. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. To prophesy means you heard something. You had to see something or feel something or hear something to prophesy, don't you? Therefore I can hear the voice of God, for I am His sheep. Now 1 John 4 verse 1 tells us, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see if they are of God. I've been following Jesus now about 20 years since I was 18 years old and I still write things down and say, God I think you're saying this to me. And I give it time and I test it, my wife and I do the same, we have a, a one lady uh, who's connected to my wife and has literally prophesied three times about our three kids and was right every single time about our kids and other things but every time she says hey I feel like the Lord's saying this to you or this to us we we kind of go okay let's pray about that let's think about that does that make sense it is innate you can hear God can I just encourage you listen you can hear God You can hear the voice of the Spirit. It is innate in you. If you are a sheep, that you hear the shepherd. So put some confidence in yourself that you can hear God. Someone say, I can hear God. God. Come on, say, I can hear God. God. Second thing I want you to know, though, it is learned, though. To hear the voice of God is learned. I have, uh, obviously, our children, I have three of them. We are teaching them how to talk. Haven't you noticed that children sometimes know when to talk and sometimes don't know when to talk? My daughter, holy cow. We went to, uh, Miriam went to the dentist the other day and she walks into the dentist and, and my daughter was staring at this one lady, older looking woman, had a short haircut and Shelly's just staring at her. And my wife was like, oh no, something bad's about to happen. She knew. She, you don't have to you know, be a mathematician to know. Two and two together. And then she says to the woman, Are you a man or a woman? And this lady shouldn't have said what she said. But she was like, Well, guess. No, she said, What do you think? She's like, You're a man.
1: <laughs>
0: and the lady's like, No, I'm a woman. Shelly looks at the wo- woman and goes, How? <laughs> At that time, <laughs> my wife was like, I didn't know who that baby is. I didn't know who that kid is. I, I, uh, she walked out of the dentist's office and pretended to come back later.
1: <laughs>
0: right? Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. In other words, teach us to talk with you. We could also say, God, teach me to hear you. Teach me to hear you, but in order to hear, you've got to be still. In order to be here, you've got to be quiet. Can I tell some of you today, if you're too busy to hear God, you're too busy. If you are too busy to hear God, I don't have time to hear God. The most important thing you can ever hear is the voice of your Father. Father. The one who says I love you, the one who says I have a designs for you, I have an assignment for you, but to fulfill that assignment. Listen, in a moment, years ago God called me a preacher, but you do not stay in the will of God if you just hang on to that one thing. You to keep hearing the voice of God and keep hearing the voice of God and keep hearing the voice of God. Are you with me? Yeah. Obviously the primary way we hear God is through the Scriptures. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 10, if you can throw that up, guys. Verse 10. Watch this now. God asked him a question. He's like, why are you here? Then he says this. He says, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. He says, the Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. He's like, now they're going to kill me. God asked him a question and all he does is rant. In other words, he wasn't listening, was he? If Elijah, the great man of God, wasn't listening, maybe you and I, sons, don't listen. My son recently, my wife and I have been getting a little bit tougher on our kids recently because they have not been listening. You know, when you get to the point of five times and you're saying stuff, you're just like, okay, this little shenanigans has to stop. Um, So we've been saying things one time and then we say, are we clear on what we're talking about? And then sometimes, no, are you? And I'll grab my son and say, are you listening? Like this, he's like, oh, you're serious. Yes, you're about to get a whooping. (laughs) Someone say, are you listening? listening? He's actually not listening. He's complaining. Elijah is not listening. God's speaking. He's not listening. Elijah is complaining. Felt like I wanted to tell someone this. You know, some people when they leave a church... You can ask them why you're leaving the church. They're like, well, here's all the reasons. And I think if they'd quiet down for a moment and the Lord said, why are you leaving? And then he'd suggest something like, well, why don't you forgive? And then they'd have to say, well, then I'd have to grow up. That's the point. Now you're getting. You might be praying for your marriage. And I've noticed that if I ever uh, pray a- about my marriage, the Lord does not talk to me about my wife's behavior. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never been like, uh, I've never been like, ah, Lord, you know, just have my wife cook better for me or something like that. And, and, and the Lord has never been like, yes, Anthony, I'll get right on that. No, she's a great cook. I'm just kind of trying to give some kind of example, if you know what I mean. Amen. Some of you young people in here, um, listen, you got on fire for God. Your parents will believe you when your attitude to them changes. When you clean your room and treat them with respect, they'll go, oh, revival has come. (laughs) You can feel the Holy Ghost all you want in church Sunday, but when you get home and give respect on Monday, they're like, wow, something's changed. Are you with me? Can I have the team come up? Some of you might be praying about your boss. But if you'd listen, God would say, get to work on time. Work harder. You might be a boss in here praying about your employees. And the Lord might be like, fire them. Stop complaining about them. Or be a better boss. I don't know. You might be praying for a better marriage and I feel like the Lord would want to say to you what do you need to change? Are you with me? If you're too busy to hear God, you're too busy. Sometimes in a house, we have people over or watching TV and we have obviously a one-year-old and so she'll cry at different times, obviously through the night or something like that. And, um, but you have to quiet down everything. Like we'll hear a funny voice. We'll, we'll hear like a noise. We'll hear this noise. Like, oh, what's that? And, and people will be over the house and we'll tell everyone, shh, shh. And we'll pause the TV like shh, shh. And then you'll hear like, But you don't hear the voice you need to hear unless you quiet something down. And I just feel like for some of you in here, maybe the Lord just wants to say, Shh. Shh. Quiet down the other noises. Quiet down your heart. Why you need to come early to church is because Your mind and your heart's busy and you have to quiet it down so that you can hear the nudge and the whisper of God. Elijah's whole ministry has changed. He's in the presence of God and then he hears the whisper, go anoint the next man, go anoint this one. There's 7,000 people that have not bowed the knee and he gives him fresh perspective and he gives him encouragement and he gives him divine strategy. And I just want to say, listen, you might have never felt the voice of God in your heart before. But can I say this? Every single one of us has heard the voice of God. The Bible says in Psalm 19, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God. In other words, creation shouts about its creator. Your conscience says you are a moral being. But then the Holy Spirit, He often is quite quiet. And you have to be still and hear His voice. Some of you, many of you would read your Bible and that's great. But when you read your Bible, you need to stop and listen and write. You say, God, I think you're saying this. Because otherwise you'll check the box and say, oh, I read my seven chapters of the Bible today. Or two or one or ten verses, doesn't matter what it is. But you have to write and say, God, I think you're saying this to me. And over time, what will actually happen is you'll start to learn, oh, that's what my shepherd sounds like. What I found about the voice of God is the voice of God is never harassing. It's it's it doesn't berate you. Um, that's it's all that's always a religious kind of negative, uh, devilish voice. It's it's soft and it's still, and it speaks to your heart. You know, recently I just felt like over the last number of months, the Lord just kept saying a couple of things to me. He just kept saying, "I love you and I'm proud of you." Uh, and and. Over time, I was just like, Lord, uh, this can't be you because, I mean, you're saying it too much. (laughs) But then I realized, like, how much I tell my son I love him, I'm telling him every day. So why wouldn't the king want to tell me pretty regularly, hey, I love you and I'm proud of you. So I want you to be, you can, um, I want the guys to sing a song that just speaks to this issue right now. And you can kind of be prayerful or sing along or just listen. But here's what I pray. I pray that you'll hear the whisper right now and this week that you'll hear the whisper of God. Go ahead, guys. In
1: your presence I quiet I hear your voice. In my spirit I hear the sound of salvation. You save my soul. Jesus
0: Father I pray today <clears throat> for each person's relationship with you right now God authentic, genuine They are your sheep Lord and I know that every single one of them would desire to hear your voice more thank you in these moments we can to hear your whisper God today in this moment but Lord this week God I pray that you would give in your your people your heart's desire to seek after you but not just to pray but to listen guide your people protect your people encourage your people Inspire your people, I pray. Thank you for these moments, Lord. Has bowed and nice close in this moment. The scripture says in Romans 10, verse 13, it says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved whosoever might be a man whosoever might be a woman whosoever might be living a life that they were drunk last night and high last night and all kinds of places last night but it says whosoever whosoever was a criminal hang on a cross next to Jesus and he looked to Jesus and said Lord when you come into your kingdom would you remember me Nine words changed his destiny. Nine words changed his forever. And in these moments right now, it might be three words. It might be nine. It might be a lot more. But there are moments when you authentically say, Jesus, I have seen your creation. I, I know I have a conscience, but I have not invited the creator into my heart. I've never said yes to the one who's already said yes to you. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords would tap on the door of your heart and he would say listen if you hear my voice right now and if you've never responded to me if you've never just opened up that door by faith we're going to pray a prayer that will very simply just open up that door and just turn to God and say God I want you to come into my heart right now I want to be your sheep I want to be your son or your daughter so right now If you've never prayed that way before, if you've never said yes to the one who said yes to you, right here, right now, we're going to pray a simple prayer. And it's just a simple way just to say, Jesus, I open my heart to you right now. Come on, why don't we pray this simple prayer together, Jesus. I open my heart to you right now. Come in. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I want to be your son and daughter. I want to be your child. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you prayed that today, perhaps for the first time, or you've been running from God instead of running to God, and you feel like you're so far away from him. Right now, would you raise your hand, raise it up real high, and just say, Anthony, that was me today. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate, thank you, mate. Those three hands just awesome. You can once you raise it, you can put it down. Anyone else, just real quick. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Thank you, Father nudging your people, stirring your people. Father, I pray for anyone and everyone that prayed that prayer. Father, today, may their lives and minds and hearts be different. May you speak your word into your sons and daughters, I pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand? Come on.